Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Kind of Queer podcast. Hosted by a couple of kind of queer guys. I'm Ryan. And this is Chris. Um, so, yeah, what are what are we doing here today? I, you know, this is just a podcast where we're going to talk about random garbage, mostly centering around, uh, uh, as I like to call it, gay shit. Just because, you know, that's what we do. That's what we are. <laughs> And if you haven't noticed, the title of this episode is Kinda Coming Out. And that's because uh, this episode is going to be focused, focused uh, mainly on me kind of, sort of, coming out of the closet. But not fully. Not fully, because uh, I'm not sharing this out like on any of my personal accounts or anything. But if you know me and you find this or you're listening to it, hello. Nice nice to see you. Uh, I'm I am gay. I'm not well I'm not I'm not gay gay, but I am gay, if that makes sense. We'll get into it. That's that's the whole point of this. Um, but anyway, there are like three people that I've told that I am gay. Chris is one of them. And that's where this comes into play. So first off, I want to start by uh, talking about a term that some of my friends have labeled me as, which I find quite interesting or humorous, uh, is the term Ryan sexual. Because uh, in like throughout my childhood, I've never really expressed any interest in individuals before. And I, I know that I've confused them so they've just labeled it as Ryan sexual because they don't know what it what I am or what to call it. So that's what stuck. This is just a sort of explanation. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I also just I want to just a, a quick disclaimer because um, as I'm sure we all were at one point um, in my past, I was a pretty ignorant bastard. So some of the things that I talk about. Uh, will be me being ignorant, but uh, I'm past that, and I just, and I'll talk about it more that later, but I just want to throw that out here now. Alright, let's get started, shall we? And for those of you listening and don't know, I have a, a huge, huge list of notes about everything that I'm going to be That's talking good. about. Yeah, it's, it's like four pages long. So, I guess, let's just get started with my childhood, shall we? As a kid, and I feel, this is kind of like a weird thing to say, but as a kid, I feel like I was more desensitized to nudity than most kids were, and I think that while kids don't really think about this when they're young, and I didn't either, I think that this probably ultimately uh, led me to like not caring about what a person has uh, going on physically. I don't I don't know how to say that. It's, that's weird. But yeah, I, I just I feel like I was desensitized to nudity at a young age. I don't necessarily think that's a bad thing. <laughs> no, it's not a bad thing. It's, I just feel weird saying it because it, it feels like it feels dirty. I don't, I don't know. Feels weird. 
Yeah, it feels like I need to take like a shower, you know. <sighs> okay, so th this is also a weird thing, and I could go into more detail about it, but I probably won't. Um, I don't know how old I was. I was probably like, it might have, I don't have a memory of this specifically. I remember people telling me about it, but like, I, I, I might have been around preschool age. So like aged like three to five, somewhere in that length. Um, but my best friend uh, was a girl and she had a younger brother. And again, this is something that at this age, I don't think anyone really takes notice to or really cares about. But like I had seen them both naked like many, many times because, you know, we're just we're just kids. Um, and I never thought anything of it at the time. But thinking back on my life, I think that this probably had something to do with how my brain matured and developed over time. Um, so I think that played into it somewhat. Another thing is, one thing that I remember specifically is that uh, when I was younger, uh, I was still probably around like five years old. Um, I took swimming lessons um, because I really like swimming and being in the water. And I went to like the local place in the community to do it. And one time, and for some reason this uh, this really stuck with me, and I don't know why, but one time uh, I went into the locker room to change, and I saw a man showering, like an adult man, and that's just normal at a place like that when you're like in a locker room after swimming, you, you shower, but for some reason, I just felt really weird about it. And I didn't know what to think. Like, I, f I felt wrong somehow in my head. And I also felt like it was something that I, like, I shouldn't tell anyone that I'd witnessed. Even though, like, that's completely normal. And I knew that it was normal. But something in my brain told me that it was weird. And I think that this was just, like, my brain trying to tell me that I'm not quote-unquote normal. Normal's overrated anyways. It's true. And I'm sure you've heard about this, Chris. Um, people talk about, like, like memories or, like, things that they've done or pictures that they have from their, their childhood that, like, show, like, the signs that they were gay. Oh, yeah. And so I just, I just want to talk about a few of those here because I think... I think they're funny and obviously like doing these things doesn't make you gay but it's just like for me it was like I can look back at them and be like oh wow how, how did my family not know it's amusing to point out the stereotypes it's true uh so for starters uh Growing up, the large majority of my friends were girls. And of course, that, that doesn't mean that you're gay. But I feel like most gay guys would agree with me in saying that the majority of their friends were female growing up. And they might still even be that way. 
it's like, I feel that was just like one of those things looking back where I'm like, oh, okay. And like to give a perspective on this, my birthday parties, I, I can't remember the, the, my friends that were there that were boys, unless they were the younger brothers of the female friends that I had there. That's kind of hilarious. <laughs> I have a lot of both as friends. Well, that's because you're cool. I, I was just like, I don't know. And like, if someone asked me who my three best childhood friends were, I could, I could list them all out. I won't do that, but I could list them all out. And the, the, the three main friends would all be girls. That's fair. And now we jump in to what I like to call the cowboy boots era. Oh no. Uh, so when I was in elementary school, one of my older cousins uh, gave me handed down clothing, which is something that he did often. And like, as a kid, I was like, oh my God, I finally get more of his clothes because I, I just liked them, I guess. But one day in specifically, I got cowboy boots from him. And let me tell you, I was obsessed with these cowboy boots. They were the only shoe that I would wear. And I have a picture of me dressed solely in cowboy boots and underwear standing on my kitchen counter with my tongue sticking out. And if that doesn't scream gay, then I don't really know what does. It's the cowboy boots. Yes, it is. I I was so disappointed when I grew out of those cowboy boots. Like I I I cried. I I desperately needed them. But they Did I, you ever really grow out of the cowboy boots phase though? No, I would still wear cowboy boots today, easily. That's what I thought. I still have cowboy boots. Well, if if what's uh, I would wear them if they would fit me, but they probably wouldn't because I have massive feet. I have tiny feet. <laughs> yeah, my I'm I'm a I'm a large man, and I've always had a hard time finding shoes that fit. So it's it's been difficult in my life. But those cowboy boots, they fit perfectly, and I'm just sad that they're gone. Aww. Another thing uh, from my childhood. Uh, is that I liked having my nails painted. Um, my mom would paint my nails and I loved it. And again, I want to clarify that this doesn't mean that you're gay. Guys can do whatever they want with their bodies and express themselves in whatever way. And that doesn't mean jack shit about their sexuality. Uh, but in my case, it, it, it did. This is actually something that is like stuck with me. Because I still really like the idea of painting my nails. Hence why you, Chris, you got me nail polish for my birthday. So thank you. You're very welcome. <laughs> uh, and even though I, I don't really paint my nails because I don't want my family to think anything. Uh, I've always kept my, my fingernails long, like obnoxiously long. Um, and... There's a there's a multiple reasons for this. It's because I like how they look. 
Uh, I think they're more versatile in that, like, I can open things easier. And also, uh, just, they they soothe my ADHD. I huh. can't explain why, but they do. Oh, I get it. I hate painting my nails, but I get the long nails thing. Yes, thank you. I'm glad someone does. And also, like, this, the long nails thing is a thing that, uh, like, people have sort of, like, joked about and made fun of me for. Like, they, they call them my talons because they're just, like, long and sharp. And I just want to say, listen, no matter what anyone says about what you're doing, like, how you're expressing yourself... Don't feel the need to change how you act or present yourself based on what they say or their beliefs. Be, be your own self. Solid advice. And the last thing that I want to bring up from my early childhood uh, is my mom. Now, my mom was and is a uh, large influence on who I am today, and that's why I'm talking about this. Uh, my mom was the type of person that didn't judge anyone based on appearances and she cared about pretty much everything that lived and i i truly believe that this is something that shaped who i am today and i think a large reason as to why i don't care what other people look like um is because of my mom and uh, spoiler alert i'm pansexual and uh that doesn't mean that i'm a attracted to every person I see. I, I still have my preferences as most people do, but that that's that's just I think a reason that went into me being who I am today. So now we jump into the worst years in terms of confusion and figuring myself out, which of course is middle school. Middle school. Yep. That's right. Just the worst years in general. Anyone ever read that book, The Worst Years of My Life, Middle School? Yeah, that's pretty accurate. That's actually. right. That's right. The good old age of puberty and hormones. Gotta love it. So essentially, I grew up thinking that I was straight. Because I think that's what most people probably do, unless they're raised differently. And I actually think that's why children being born like now and in the future have it better but i that's probably that's a topic for another episode and anyway i i grew up thinking i was straight and i had never actually up until this point seen people who were not straight or at least like i didn't know that they weren't straight and uh so yeah let's now i now i get to talk about my middle school confusion. So, <laughs> if I could explain this, uh, without... <sighs> oh, I hate it, I hate it. I don't want to talk about it, but I'm going to talk about it. Anyway, if I could explain this without bringing up porn, then I would, because let's be honest, most people probably don't want to talk about it and then also put it on the internet like I am now. But, you know, it's a normal thing that people do, and nothing that should be shamed. Um, and I'm still not really going to talk about it, but I, I think uh, it's kind of important for context. So, uh, here we go, I guess. Essentially, one day, <laughs> I realized that I wasn't focusing on the girl. 
And at the time, I didn't want to be gay because I'd never seen anything positive surrounding the topic. So I essentially told myself that there was there's there's no possible way that I'm gay. <laughs> I, I, I couldn't possibly be gay. No, that's Im impossible. No, Im I'm, it's n no, no. And so I, I denied my own feelings. And, uh, you know, as is with life, that's not a healthy thing to do. But eventually, I guess I, I, I grew tired of, I, is the way I would put it, uh, I grew tired of ignoring myself. And so I experimented with what I looked at. And that was when I made the conclusion that I was gay. Like, as in, I only liked guys. <laughs> and although I began to accept that about myself, I still, like, hated a part of me, and I didn't feel good about the conclusion that I was gay. My brain was still confused. And keep in mind that, at the time, I had no idea that you could like both guys and girls. Like, I didn't know that bisexuality was a thing. And so, for probably an entire year or more, I just kept going back and forth between straight and gay. And I hated that I couldn't be normal, uh, because I had always felt like I didn't fit in as a child, and some traumatic experiences had happened a few years ago that made me think that I was destined to be alone with no friends and no loved ones. So I desperately wanted the acceptance from people. So I never talked to anyone about how I was feeling. Then at some point I used my big gargantuan brain and I went on Google. <laughs> And I discovered the wonderful world of bisexuality. And, you know, I thought, finally, I know who I am. I am bisexual. And I, I guess I, I believed that for a while. And uh, the amazing thing about being bisexual was, if someone asked me if I was gay, I could say no, because it technically wasn't true. I was bi. And paradoxically, if someone said, so you're straight, I could say yes, because half of me was. Yeah, I'm not sure that's entirely how that works. <laughs> no, it's, that's, that isn't how it works, but that's, that's, <laughs> that's the excuse I went with. Oh, yeah. And then eighth grade came. We went on a school trip to Washington, D.C. It was super fun. But a few of my friends, knowing that I had never dated anyone, noticed uh, someone who liked me, or who had interest in me. And before I talk about this, I want to add a disclaimer because I didn't know a lot or even anything back then, and I have since learned, but at the time, this is how I felt. And most of what I'm going to be talking about uh, is something that I would honestly prefer to not talk about because 
like I'm, I'm disappointed in my past self. And although I never did or said anything that could have offended anyone, I feel bad and embarrassed about it. Uh, but I also want to show that people can learn from their mistakes and overcome ignorance. Um, and things like this don't have to be a definite for all of eternity. You can change and your perspective can change as well. So anyway, we went on a cruise and I... I was not a social person at all. I'm still I'm still not really a social person. And so I mostly stayed on the deck uh, with one of my friends. Um, and we were on this cruise with another school. And one of my friends came up to me and told me that one of the students from the other school was interested in me. Um... And basically, I already didn't know how to handle the situation and had no plan to act on this information because I, I, uh, social interaction is not my thing. But then someone told me that the person who was interested in me was transgender. And at the time, I didn't know what this meant. And I was very confused. I just, I just assumed, like, and I don't, like... I don't know how to explain this. I assume that the person just, like, had the wrong genitalia. I don't really know what what that means, but that's what I assumed. And after finally accepting who I was, uh, bisexual at the time, my brain was given this new confusing information. And for the rest of the night, and I guess really the rest of the trip... Uh, I was basically stuck inside my own head trying to understand. I didn't like that I didn't know how to feel because I'd thought that I'd gotten over that, but I was clearly wrong. And so uh, when I finally got home, I went back onto the good old learning machine Google and I tried to figure this out. I was still confused. But eventually I came across a couple of YouTubers who were transgender, and I watched their videos. I learned what, uh, this is going to sound weird, I learned what, quote, being trans meant, which isn't how the, a good way to put it. But I, I watched their videos, uh, I, I watched some of them as they, like, started tea, I watched as some of them had surgery, others didn't go through any of this, and um, as... As much as I hate to say this, because it is not how I feel now, or just know, like, this isn't how it is. Like, this isn't how it is. I categorized transgender people separately from other guys and girls. Now, I know that they are just other guys and girls, and I do not believe that liking them makes you pansexual. It just makes you bisexual. But I was ignorant and I didn't know these things yet because as a child, you just don't know things and I was never taught anything about this, so I was confused. Well, in a way, trans is sort of a blanket term, so some non-binary people would fall under trans exactly. as well. So technically you're not wrong. Yeah, but I, I still felt, I feel bad about it because... I was doing, I was categorizing myself for the wrong reasons. Yeah. Um, so, oddly enough, I, 
I still didn't really know that pansexuality was a thing. Um, and so I, I didn't know where to put myself on the sexuality spectrum. Um, and I'm going to say this now. You don't have to know what your sexuality is. And you don't have to stick a label on yourself. But at the time, I felt that I needed that because my brain was not doing the best. And just knowing this helped me because it helped for me to know that I was like a part of something that had a label. And then, and this is going to sound weird, Miley Cyrus happened. Yeah, that does sound a little weird. <laughs> but essentially... Miley Cyrus is where I first saw the term pansexual being used, and so I looked into it, and I was happy because I was certain that I was pansexual because I didn't care what gender people were or what people associated themselves with, and again, the, the pansexual thing partially derived from me uh, somewhat improperly categorizing uh, transgender people differently. So I, I, I do feel bad about that, and I apologize about that, but I, I've, since, I've since changed. And then we finally moved into the glory years of high school. Glory years. I'm putting that air quotes. I, I mean, they're, they're, they're all right. <laughs> sure. But yeah, uh, freshman and sophomore year for me went by uh, generally well in terms of me and my sexuality. In other terms, not so much. Uh, and then I did a, a journalism program in the summer between my sophomore and junior year. And I finally learned more about the LGBTQ plus community. Um, and it was here and another YouTuber that I discovered... Uh, uh, more, uh, including I found, like, I found out what non-binary was, and so knowing about this, I went through a, a quick phase where I preferred the broader term of queer for myself. Um, I, I honestly I don't really know why I couldn't give you a reason, uh, but this is when I came out to Chris. And this is when we came up with the idea of the podcast that you're listening to because I thought the name Kinda Queer would make a good podcast name. And it does. Yes, it does. And uh, finally, eventually, uh, because I realized that I was being ignorant, I, I did more research and I came across yet another YouTuber I don't know why I get a lot of information from YouTube, but I guess I do. And uh, this was when I came to the final, uh, for now, I guess things could always change, decision that I am really, truly pansexual. Uh, so I guess, what do I call myself now? Uh, I, I, would, I would say that my sexuality is pansexual, but you know, I, I also call myself just gay, homo, queer, all because it's funny. I also want to say that even though the podcast name is kind of queer and like people call themselves queer, you, you shouldn't call someone queer in a, in a derogatory way because that, that, that's not cool. Uh, some people 
may be okay with the term and others may not. Uh, but, but I'm okay with being kind of queer. I'm okay with that. And I guess that's kind of my story about me learning who I was. And I've now kind of come out to all of you listening. Chris. Yes. Do you have any final thoughts or questions that you would like to talk about? I don't know. I think it's really great that you were able to tell your story finally and just put yourself out there. Because I know you've wanted to for a while Mm -hmm. and you just haven't because you're worried. I'm not really sure what you're worried about. (laughs) (laughs) You know, paranoia and all that. Oh, yeah. We've all got some of that. Yeah, yeah, that's for sure. My paranoia is leveled in different places. Mm-hmm. Not entirely worried about my sexuality right now. That's, yeah, and you don't have to be, which is the glorious thing about this world that we live in. Oh, yeah, plenty of other things to be worried about. Yeah, yeah, but that at least at least you can mark that one off as not having to worry about. Woohoo, check mark in that box. <laughs> Actually, I always make X's in boxes, not checks. But, you know, that's just me. (laughs) Well, you know what? It's okay to be different, Chris. And I will accept you for putting X's in your boxes. Thank you. I appreciate the acceptance. You're welcome. Uh, But anyway, I just want to say that I think that's probably the end of the episode. And I want to thank you, Chris, for joining me. You are always welcome. And I want to thank those who are listening. I don't know who that is, but if you're listening, thank you. Also, if you have questions or stuff you want to talk about, you can leave comments on this and uh, I'll try to respond unless you're just being a mean asshole, in which case I, I will promptly ignore you. Promptly, not just normally. Exactly. Uh, so, yeah. Thanks, everyone, for watching. I I don't know what the future of this podcast holds, but for now, this has been a couple of kind of queer guys hosting a kind of queer podcast. Thanks for watching. Stay awesome. Wow. Uh, there's going to be so many cuts in this. Uh... That's okay. There are a lot of cuts in everything. It's true.